0: This is Kyle Crawford from Strong Dads. Strong Dads wants to thank Crimer Beer House for sponsoring today's Strong Dads podcast. The beer house was started in 1982 by the Crimer family. Since that time, they've become a Cincinnati favorite. If you're looking for an incredible meal and in an incredible setting, you have to try Crimer's Beer House down on Route 128 in Cleese, Ohio.
1: Welcome to Strong Dads. Hey, this is Merle Hutchinson, and I'm here with Kyle Crawford. All right, Kyle, what's going on, man? Good, good, man. How are you? I'm good. Good. I am good. You know, Uh, kids are back to school. Let's keep our fingers crossed and our prayers rolling because we we want to keep it that way. That's right. That's exciting, man. Yeah, but it is kind of a day to day. We don't, you know. I keep wondering when something, one of these kids is going to come up with COVID or a teacher, and they're going to shut the whole mess down. So right now. We're we're going forward, and it's good. Well, that's so. good.
0: Well, by the time this show airs, I will be sitting soaking up the rays in Florida. Um, Jen and I are celebrating our 10-year anniversary. <laughs> well, so. happy anniversary. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, on August 14th. So we're, yeah. we're going to Florida. I'm going to sit there and uh, do nothing on the beach. and yeah just no, no kids so that'll be that's uh don't don't tell them but that'll yeah be is
1: Florida still a hot spot for COVID or are you uh, or are you safe don't,
0: don't tell anybody the, they don't have to quarantine for 10-14 days whatever
1: uh, well it'll be good to get out yes. and uh, the kids are all going to be taken care of oh yeah and they're and excited yeah. they're not
0: going to miss us at all they're going to yeah. sleep over yeah. with the when cousins. are you leaving dude? yeah yeah <laughs>
1: that's always good yeah so man, I am looking forward to today's show because I'm going to sit here and just watch you squirm in your seat.
0: <laughs> Well, as I, as I was going reading through the notes, I already kind of was like, "Golly, this could be this would be interesting." Yeah. Well, uh, but in
1: the meantime, while I'm watching you squirm, I'm actually here squirming probably That's more right. than you because I'm actually ahead of the game.
0: Yes, you are in
1: terms of what's coming down the pipe for me. Um, man, we're gonna have some fun today, but we're gonna talk about um, just how. Parents and, in particular, how dads need to talk to their kids about dating and sex. Yeah. Okay? Oh boy. The sex word. Oh. So uh, disclaimer, yeah, you know, we're not going to talk like all raunchy and nasty and everything, right. but we are going to be talking a little bit about sex and stuff. So yeah. you know, um, disclaimer: if That's your kids right. are there, you might want to oh. like. Put some earphones, yeah, in and, and get and, them out, or and do something.
0: Obviously, you and I are men, and that's we, we, we talk hey, a little boy. bit different <laughs> about about this here topic than than maybe a woman would. So again, I, I think it's good. We got to put a little disclaimer out there. Yeah, yeah. Again, not that we don't want the women to listen and, and you know and have those conversations uh, as well, but this is definitely uh, th- th- we're going to talk a little bit different yeah. than women might.
1: I also want to say, you know, that we are a faith-based show, but I think part of uh, what we are also is we are a real man that came through Mm -hmm. um, just trying to develop in a world uh, where it had great influence in who we are in our upbringing. Uh, I would love to tell you that we were uh, of just a great holy upbringing, um, but we weren't. Both of us were just kind of... um, our parents, I don't think, were all that hyper sensitive to the ways of the world, yeah. and so whatever, you know, whether it was the latest movie or a raunchy song or whatever, we were right in that. Right, and um, I don't have any. Apologies for that. That's right. what happened. I don't hold that against my parents. What I think is important is that we're just regular dudes mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, so why is a different way better right. than maybe what we were exposed to? And a lot of our talk always comes from you know our, our experiences. Sure. And, and a lot of what shaped my thinking was when I was in a school working, seeing how um, certain mindsets, like whether it's living together or premarital sex or something like that, you know, initially I really didn't have a lot of thought on that. when I started to see how it played out with families, oh yeah, with kids in particular, because yeah. those were the people I worked with every day, yeah. that's when I started going, oh, that's why that's not a good idea. Yep. When kids are left to fend for themselves after a breakup or divorce, sure. um, or when you have just uh, multiple uh, daddies and mommies in a kid's life, it's confusing. So anyway, um, we are going to talk about um, the sex talk, so to speak, or at least how to go about it. We're also going to just talk about um, how we've come to the idea of, of knowing what's important and what's not, how we're going to present it to our own kids. So for sure. So... Um, Let me go to you first. Oh boy! How did you learn about sex and dating? The the birds and bees. (laughs) Like, tell me, your dad sat you down and said, "Son, today we're gonna have our talk." Tell me that's how it went.
0: Uh, You know, my dad may have a better. uh, he, He he may be able to tell you exactly how this went because for me, I don't remember. If if my dad gave me this talk. I don't remember it. Um, and again, this is not by any means knocking on my dad that he didn't sit me down and he very well could have. I just don't remember. I'm sure he would remember it. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's I, just what you were saying, you know, I, I think now the the way our kids are being raised is so much different than when I was being raised and same um, you know, it was a lot different for you. Um,
1: well, I don't know where that's going, but okay. Yes.
0: Uh, but the reason I say that is because that was not something, my parents, we didn't ever have those conversations. Yeah. And again, no apology needed. Um, you know, I, I I would say my first kind of exposure to the idea of sex and kind of really starting the, the real quote unquote dating uh, as much as a, a sixth or seventh grader could date uh, was, was you know, when I was in middle school, I remember um, someone I was hanging out with a friend at the time, um, you know, came to the lunch table and started talking about This this experience, you know, having sex, (laughs) and and, you know, it, it was kind of a new exposure to me. And obviously, you know, in that sixth and seventh, eighth grade time frame, you know, the hormones go all over, and your mind kind of takes you different places. And so that was really my first exposure to the idea of of, of sex, you know, at, at that time. Um, and then kind of as I progressed in my years, you know, I started I getting into high school um, and <laughs> the girl I started dating is now my wife. Um, so really the only girl I've ever been with is, is Jenny. And, you know, about the same time we started dating um, and kind of, I guess you would call it get serious. Um, We had defined the relationship. I think that's the terminology we use nowadays. We had defined the relationship. Uh, Facebook official. Yeah, we were Facebook official for sure. Uh, It's about the same time that uh, we we both started getting involved in a high school ministry. And uh, again, not that that was like a a deterrent from us um, from having premarital sex. It was just something that Jen and I decided together that we just weren't going to do. Um, and, you know, it, I would say the ground the groundwork had been laid by my parents. You know, I was taught by my dad how to treat women. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, he 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 mimicked that and he showed me what that looked like. Um, so as far as as far as how to treat women, in, you know, in the dating field, I think that was displayed to me kind of as as an example. Um, but as far as the sex talk, I don't think I ever really got that, bro. Yeah. I, I'm not th- I don't think I <laughs> Well, never... maybe
1: maybe I'll help you today. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like as a father figure, tell
1: me. Yeah, yeah, let let me you know, dad, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's the bad news, okay? I never got it either, okay? And, and, you know, my parents, uh, I would say that to characterize it, uh, the whole approach to sex, sex education, that kind of thing, it was pretty liberal. It was pretty loose, really. I don't even know if liberal was right because liberal kind of has an intention to it to be that way. Ours is just loose. It was kind of non-existent, you know? And, um You know, I do remember my mom talking a little bit to my sisters about different girl issues. Sure. Um, But, you know, those those were girl things. And so I would just, like, shake my head, like, I'm glad I'm not a girl. (laughs) And I would just walk on. And so I don't really remember. um, The only thing I ever kind of remember, my mom just saying, you better treat girls right. I mean, and that was about as general as it got. Like, well, what's that mean, Mom? You know? Um, and, And so... Uh, most of my sort of understanding was definitely worldly influence. It was sure. of the locker room variety, oh, yeah. baby. The <laughs> locker room variety, you know. And and honestly, I, we're going to just be really bold and up front here. Every guy I knew yeah. was either talking about how they're getting sex or their mission was to, to actively sex. get sex. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. and again, I... I didn't go to a youth group of any sort. I I was a good Catholic boy. We went to church every Sunday, but man, the locker room was where I yeah. got my influence in terms of well, what should I be doing and what should I not be doing. Yeah. And you know, um, that's just the way it was. You know, it sure. was just I, I, I didn't even think that there was anybody else thinking differently. <laughs> it was kind of the problem, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, what I do want to talk about today is. Um, th- we're not here to beat anybody up on that, right. um, because I think that's just, you can't change the past, Sure. but what we can do is we can learn from it. And now we are both dads. Yeah. Um, I have two older boys and, and if I mess them up, then that's, you know, they're, <laughs> they're out there trying to figure it out. Right. I have three younger kiddos, um, two boys and a girl, and now, um, they're of, of those middle school, high school years. And this topic is one that, uh, especially with the background that they've come from uh, as their adopted children, they've seen some pretty crazy stuff. Sure. And my wife and I, Linda, uh, we have had some very concentrated thoughts about how do we want to approach this yeah. with our new kiddos. Right. So, anyway, that's kind of where we're rolling here today.
0: I like it. I like it. I think it'll be good. I think we both have some different experiences that we can kind of draw from. And, you know, obviously, I don't have boys. I don't know what it's like to uh, to talk about sex to, uh, to a boy, but I, I think he, I you will be able to throw in some good stuff. Uh, but definitely uh, looking forward to today's show, but before we do that, we probably should uh, jump into our, our sponsors. So definitely uh, today's uh, uh, Strong Days podcast, we'd like to uh, thank Kramer's Beer House for coming alongside of us. Uh, the Beer House was started in 1982 by the Kramer family, and since that time, they've definitely become a Cincinnati favorite. So uh, now more than ever, definitely go down on Route 128 and check out the Kramer's Beer House.
1: All right, very good. So, uh, We also would like to thank Mansfield Insurance Agency, located in Bright, Indiana, for sponsoring today's Strong Dads podcast. Established in 1981, the Mansfield Insurance Agency has been dedicated to the individuals and businesses in Bright, Indiana, also serving clients throughout Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. So, for all your insurance needs, contact Mansfield Insurance Agency. Okay. So
0: you want to hear a funny story about the Crimer's uh, Beer House. So I am at my small group the other night, and someone's like, hey, I'm going to go check out Crimer's Beer House. And without missing a beat, I started rattling off the commercial for Cromer's Beer House.
1: And <laughs> they're looking at you you're like, so like, what are
0: you talking what?
1: about, bro? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm paid by it. Yeah, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into this topic. The reason why we um, really kind of centered in on this topic was because... Um, of the cost of this topic. There is a personal cost. There is a cultural, societal cost that comes with this. Uh, definitely a family cost. Yeah. And when we talk about cost, um, there are very few things in life that have the potential to bring more satisfaction or more devastation sure. than a relationship. Okay. A relationship, in the case that we're talking today, of... Um, of a potential marriage or a boy-girl type relationship, and so they can be incredible and is something sought out by most all. Uh, but they can be devastating if yeah. not handled the right way or understood in the right way. So that's a big reason why we thought, like you know, we haven't really gone down this road very yeah. specifically yet. So that's a bigger reason why we're going down here today,
0: right? And and you know, especially nowadays with with. With social media, what it is, Uh, just what you were saying, Merle like the the idea of of relationships, you know, breakups when they when they do Mm -hmm. come, how that can really kind of devastate, you know, a a person and and kind of shape who they are, and then they get put into different situations, more peer pressure. Uh, I think it's just it's really important to to, again most of the stuff that we always talk about on this podcast, we just want to start that line of communication and have those dialogue, have those conversations with our kids, and this is no exception to that.
1: Yeah, And, and so you know, I've got a couple teenagers in the house that are learning to drive and you know I think about the process of learning to drive sure and you know our kiddos around here uh, they start in driver's ed they go through a driver's ed program then they have to have so many hours that they accumulate of different kinds of driving night driving weather driving all these different things and then at a certain age uh, they can finally get a license. And you think, well, that's awesome, you know, and they're still not going to be like excellent drivers by the time they get their license, but there's training. And here at the beginning, or just a little bit ago, I was talking about how there's nothing that can be more satisfying or devastating than a bad relationship, you know, depending on how that rolls. And it's like, well, what kind of training is involved in in understanding relationships, you know? Um, And I I have to confess here, the last thing I want is a government to come in and tell us who we should marry, how we should marry, what training you should go through. I, I don't want that. Right. You know.
0: So. And, and, and that that falls into the idea that that we talk about all the time that a lot of our problems in our country we we shouldn't rely on the government to try and fix it. It should be something in house that we take care of. You know, especially as dads, you know, we we believe here the, the idea that our dads should be the ones that are having those conversations that are that are attempting to to initiate those conversations to to teach our kids the idea yeah. of dating. Um, you know that. Uh, I've made mention before, uh, Brian Tomes over at Crossroads. He he talks about the idea uh, when it comes to his his daughter dating and and just the idea. Um, and I think it's, it's very meaningful in the sense that, you know, he, he talks about how, you know, if, if someone were to call you and be like, hey, can I borrow your skis? You'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem. you give them your skis, no big deal. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the idea that, that you you would, you would first need to know who that person is before you'd be like, here you go, take, take, take my yeah. skis for a ride, right? You, you would have, a, have established a relationship with that person, and you know a little bit about them, that yeah. trustworthy, yeah. you build that trustworthy. And then all of a sudden, it's like some boy that you know nothing about comes and wants to take your daughter out on a, you know, a, a date. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, go ahead, just take her. And you know nothing about yeah. this person. you don't even meet the dude. Yeah, and, yeah. and just what you were saying, that, that, you know, as parents, we need to, you know, th- th- there's driver's head. And we th- the kids learn about driving. When it comes to dating, if we just send them off on the abyss of the unknown and mm-hmm. we just expect that they're going to figure it out, just an idea that, that they're going to learn from somebody. They're yes. going to learn about dating from somebody. Yeah. Who do you want that someone to be and, and I think we obviously and I think majority of people would agree it should be someone like yourself like a dad right. um, and, and it's one thing to actually think that another thing to actually fall through and actually start those conversations.
1: Yeah. So I think one of the big pitfalls that we run into um, is the assumption process. Yes. You just assume that somehow your kid will make good choices, will figure it out, will understand what to do. We just assume, you know. And I think dads are worse than this at this in general, you know, because the talk's kind of awkward and, you know, a lot of this is just common sense. You'll figure it out, that kind of thing. And, you know, I I would say that uh, that's a dangerous tact because of the cost. Right, there's just big time cost in in what we're doing here, and so um, also, you know, I think that you and I both have um, a daughter, or you have two, you know. Um, Here's the double standard, whether you like it or not. She will be impacted more by a bad relationship than he will, especially if we are involving a potential pregnancy or something like that. And and I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong. What I'm telling you is the truth. I'm telling you that if she gets pregnant or if she gets a guy who is not a good guy and treats her poorly, um, she will be hurt more severely uh, and impacted more deeply uh, through this. So it is worth... You putting your assumptions behind you and figuring out okay what do we need to do here to at least help put some some guidance and teaching there
0: and and that's that that idea that just like you were saying, Merle, the idea that that a lot of times men do kind of fall short on this. I think it it is definitely true when it comes to women, like t- teaching your girls about dating and sex uh, as a dad. That's a hard. I can see I can see that that's going to be a hard conversation. Yeah. But it's also a conversation I know that I need to be a part of. I can't just say, Hey, Jenny, go, go talk to the girls about about sex. Yeah. Like. I'm I'm a man. I know what boys are thinking. I know what what I thought. I know what I went through and, and the idea that if I just leave that up to Jenny to talk to the girls, like she's gonna do she'll do a fine job talking to them, but it's also a conversation I need to be a part of yeah I you know I, I need to lead my family in that way again, I can see why it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. It's not going to be a fun conversation. And
1: it's awkward for the kid too. Dad, Absolutely. this is weird. Yeah, You're talking is, to me about what? Exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, but but I think that uh, it's critical that we we start this process. And I think we 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 don't need to make it harder than it needs to be. And yeah. and so we're going to go through and talk about, well what are some things that we need to get in place and start doing now? Uh, And just some conversation that we can have with our spouse. So the the very first uh, piece of advice that that I just want to start with really goes back to my own upbringing. Stop the assumptions. Stop assuming that your kid's going to figure it out the right way. Yeah. Okay? Because uh, in my case, um, you know, uh, wow, I was just learning all kinds of stuff, you know. And and some of it um, was just not good. It wasn't good. and. I feel very fortunate that I did not pay a, a deeper price than sure. I did, yeah. and uh, I'll Keep let up. it go at that. Okay, yeah. uh, not good stuff. Very dangerous stuff.
0: Yeah. Again, these these are our children. Like we, we we can't just leave stuff up for chance. I'm a firm believer. Like those conversations have to happen. Don't assume. Again, someone's going to teach our girls, our, our kids about about sex and, and i want to be the one that has that 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 ultimate influence and you know with that making those assumptions uh you know it, it can be as something as easy as just modeling that behavior to our kids Yeah, i think uh,
1: it's critical oh yeah. my
0: goodness you know I, i'm not going to sit here and uh, on my high horse and say that i'm always modeling great behavior to my girl's mom you know mm-hmm. my, my wife i'm not going to sit here and say that 100 percent of the time i'm 100 awesome with jenny like there's yeah. times where i fall short um and, and i think that's where the grace has to come in but like, it is my goal and, and my, my intention, I'm very intentional that, that I know my girls are sponges. And everything yeah. they see me do, everything they see Daddy talk about, like, they mimic that. And, and I want the behavior that they mimic to or, – or behavior that they want to see in a, in, a, in a future spouse – I want that to be something that they can look on and be like, yeah. "Daddy was doing that, to, you know, with mommy. He he was kind to her. He spoke yeah. he spoke highly yeah. of her. He didn't trash her name. He held her her reputation up. No, it's, like th- th- those are things that I want to model because, again, I know that when it comes to dating, the girls are going to look at the relationship, the closest relationship they have to what they want is going to be Jenny and I.
1: Yeah. I think that's critical too. I think it's a good point. You know, one of the things that, that long before you're actually having the sex talk, it is uh, you're being observed and how you treat, especially us men in terms of how we're going to treat our wives. Uh, your kids are observing that. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I am is I'm very protective of how Linda is treated. Sure. Okay. Uh, meaning that if, uh, if our kids backtalk her or give her attitude, I am right in their case with, no, no, no. That's my girlfriend. Yeah. That's my girlfriend that you're messing with. Yeah. Okay. And the idea that um, I want my boys someday to have a sense of protection yeah. of of their future uh, spouse or the person that they're in relationship with. I want them to say, no, man, I, I don't want this person hurt. Okay. So I think that that's really critical that we as men show Um, Our kids, how to treat a woman through our relationship with our wife. Or I will go one step farther. Even if you're not married to that person, that you still treat their mother with absolute respect and honor. Okay, maybe the marriage didn't work and it ended in divorce. That does not absolve you. From how you treat that person, right?
0: And I mean, even a step further. I mean, how, how you? I mean, I, I have a sister. How do I treat my sister? How do I treat my sister-in-law? Mm-hmm. My mom. Like th- those are relationships. Because I, you know, again, women. When it comes to women, and I'm not a woman, nor would I ever pretend to be one.
1: Uh, that's a different <laughs> show, but we could never mind. Yes. Right I'll go. But,
0: but their emotions are so much more ingrained in relationships, and, and there, there's so much perception that comes along with relationships. And if you again, it, d- d- just like you were saying, not necessarily that you're always married to that person. And that, that relationship you should always look at you know my girls are going to look at the relationship I have with every woman in my life yep. whether it be my, my sister my mom yep. they're going to look at those and they, they, again those are going to be things that they're going to draw from they're going to want to have in a relationship with a man
1: yeah yep. uh, another point is I think the idea of understanding uh, what factors are influencing your kids experience about learning um, about growing up especially in the time that we are Um, i was just having a conversation with a gentleman today we're um, working on some pornography type stuff and you know um gosh when i was in high school um you knew one kid in high school that had a playboy book and that was like coveted like dude you still got your book you know and and they would hold that thing for six months and you knew on page you know 16 there was this and on page 22 there was this and um, uh, now it's a a whole different set of factors I mean these kids in a matter of 30 seconds could have so many different exposures, so many different types of sexual encounters yeah. on their phone or their computer that it's not even comparable which, yeah. with the amount of saturation they get. So you, it, you can't handle your kiddo um, today like you did in 1980. Right, right? It's very uh, different in, in the factors that come at them. So for that reason, you have to start young. Um, and when I say young, I'm talking when my kid gets their screen opportunities, okay, I have to right away become very guarded yep. and understand what factors are influencing that. And this goes back to those assumptions. Yep, that's exactly what Mom, I said. don't even assume that right. your kids are doing the right thing on there. I'm yep. just telling you, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. just assume that they're not, and more often than not, you're going to hit your target. Right. Um, I have boys right now, and I tell you... Um, it's not like they're bad boys. But, man, it is way too easy on those screens for them to drift into places mm-hmm. that they don't need to be. And so yep. we've had to take uh, the necessary precautions. And I won't even tell you that we've done it perfectly because, man, it, the it's constantly evolving. Yeah. I, I mean, they probably know stuff and do stuff that I'm totally oblivious about. Right. Okay, But I'm trying to stay up with the factors that they deal with. In terms of this whole sexual exposure,
0: yeah, I mean that that just what you're saying that that exposure that is out there. Uh, you know, my mom sent me a, a video recently uh, of mm-hmm. the idea that they they took a it was as a police officer or or a group a group that were basically doing like a sting operation. They took a what this girl posed, an 11 year old girl, and she literally just opened up a new Facebook, mm-hmm. and, and then from that. All of these. Again, we, we might be able to control what goes on in our house, but other the, yeah. the, the creeps that you know, the, the, the pedophiles that are out there, like those external pressures that come along. We need to again not making those assumptions. We can't just assume that the world is peaches and cream because it's not. Yeah, we need to we need to protect our kids in that sense. You know, when it comes to the whole idea of sex and dating and other external pressures, we need to make sure we're not making those assumptions because there are real dangers out there that we need to protect our kids from.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, another, uh, so speaking of the dangers, you know, one of the things that I think is extremely important as a dad is to early on start teaching your kids cause and effect. Yeah. Okay? Teaching them to recognize patterns. You saying in a one-off statement, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it falls on deaf ears. You know, all right, you're you're just dad. You're just dad. And so part of what what I try to do with our kiddos and when I work with any um, kid is I I say, let's look at patterns. Let's look at a pattern of behavior and let's see where the pattern leads. Because, you know, you could be promiscuous or you could drink uh, one time or you could do that all one time and, you know, maybe not get a bad outcome. But if you watch the pattern... You're like, oh, well, we're promiscuous a lot. We drink a lot. We we do various behaviors a lot. See where the pattern leads. And so it's really important early on that you say, okay, listen, I'm not teaching you this stuff because I just don't want you to not do it. Obviously, right. I don't want you to do it. I'm teaching you this because I want you to see what it leads to. Yeah. And to start to track that out. I, I did that with my older boys and I was, you know you you almost want to be wrong I remember certain kids doing certain things and I'm I'd be like I remember this clearly with Zach and I said Zach I'm gonna tell you and I will I hope I'm wrong but I'm gonna tell you where that kid is gonna land if he keeps doing what he's doing I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna make a prediction here okay this is where he's gonna land and like I said you want to be wrong because you don't want bad things happening to anybody way too often you're right because cause and effect is a natural yeah. occurrence. And so teaching your kids, if you do this, this is what it's going to lead to. And be, and be bold in that. Like, okay, dude, you know, be aware. This is where it's going to put you.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think as we kind of keep moving on on different things, we want you guys to walk away with and, and want our, our men to kind of hear. Uh, I think it's really important. Um, again, I, I know for me, I don't want my girls to ever have to feel like they're settling. Um, oh man! Just just yeah. the idea that my girls should expect the best, yeah. Like and expect that in a man, and, and I think when you have high expectations, uh, that that's good. And again, those expectations—just what we we're talking about before—those expectations are going to come from what they see in me and yeah. how I present the idea of dating and sex to them. And, and I don't want my girls to ever feel like, well this This guy showed me a little bit of attention, and, and so i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna date him for a little bit and, and the idea because that turns into unhealthy relationships yeah. and again, the consequences like we'll be talking about the consequences of unhealthy you know unhealthy relationships and, and settling for things lower than you, you should have mm-hmm. very high expectations. I have very high expectations for my girls when it comes to all things in life, not just the dating aspect. I have high expectations for them, but when you set someone up for high expectations. Like the, the, then, then they have something to shoot for. I mean, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and strive for high expectations. I'm not gonna have to feel like I'm settling for something. And I, I think when we, when we talk about sex and dating, the idea that when we set high standards and we, and we, we expect high expectations from other people, those turn into, I believe, healthy relationships or can yes, have a yeah. potential. It, it, it puts the potential for, for growth to be there.
1: Yeah, settling is uh, oftentimes an insecurity within ourself. We don't think we're good enough. Yeah. We, we don't think we measure up. So I guess this is as good as it's going to get. I guess this is where I'm going to be. And and so we also then start to sort of wager what we'll do. Well, you know, I don't really want to do this, but if it means I'll, I can be in a relationship with this person, so that settling thing is really a characteristic that tells me a lot about um, your own person who you yeah. are. So and we you know especially with our girls, we wanna we want to say, hey, you don't need to settle for anybody. You're better than this. Yeah. So, you know, I want to go on to the idea of self control. Man, th- this is this is a topic I should probably leave alone. <laughs> because this is one that is never ending in so many different parts of our life, whether it's whether yeah. I should grab that next piece of cake that was just put on the table or go buy that next little toy that I wanted. The idea of self control uh is saying that there's a bodily, fleshly desire that's out there that is tugging on me. Yep. And um I can rationalize it as to what good it's going to bring me in that moment. And, uh, man, if you look at, I just was reading through Proverbs 7. And and the whole, you've got to read Proverbs 7 um, as we're having this conversation. It's that whole idea of a promiscuous woman enticing a young man. And how she looks fantastic. She says all the right stuff. She looks the part and it's very attractive. And all of a sudden, you are ensnared. Okay? Yeah. And so the idea of self-control is just, on on so many different levels, I think it's really important. Not just with the sex thing, but teaching your kids how to have the endurance to say no in a given moment. No, you know, I know you want the candy bar, but you can't have the candy bar. Yeah. You know, we'll put that off till later. That idea that it's not foreign. You don't give your kids everything they want in the moment because it becomes an expectation. Yeah. And so teaching your kids about self-control will go a long long way in how they're going to approach dating.
0: Sure. And that, that self-control goes into the idea of the of falling into bad behaviors. I mean if if you can't control yourself on, on minute things. How can we ever expect our kids to be able to have self-control when it comes to something like dating? Again, we, we, we have to have that self-control. And, and I think this, just what you're talking about with, with Proverbs, just the idea, this is a great opportunity when it comes to dating. The idea that, that this is a great chance for you to have a conversation. Like, okay, mommy and daddy say this about dating. But like, what does God say about dating? And mm-hmm. what does God say about sex? And I think this is a great opportunity to, to just what you're saying with, with the idea of self-control. Like, because <laughs> if our if my girls look at me when it comes to self-control they're probably not going to get the greatest example but like yeah. why not turn them to some someone you know why not turn to jesus and like look with look how he yeah. displayed self-control and 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 it's a great opportunity to kind of you know intertwine uh, the kind of talking about christ in your family when yeah. it comes to dating uh,
1: i think this is a great opportunity to interject in the whole idea of god Why are we doing all of this? God's way is not his way because he wants to see whether you do things right or wrong. God's way is his way because um, the other way is going to cause pain and hurt and it's going to be costly. And so um, we oftentimes get things mixed up with, well, that's the churchy way or that's the religious way. And God's way is a way of nature, right? And so... Um, I don't have to tell my sixteen-year-old daughter that she should hurt when a boy treats her bad. Yeah. I don't have to say, "Oh, you should feel bad now." It she naturally is devastated. Okay, sure. and so teaching them, hey, th- th- this is God's plan. This is God's plan for you, for your marriage, for how you should be treated, for how you should treat others. Um, and recognizing the importance of that so that not only do you value the person that you're with but it's showing value to God that you're honoring God's way what a blessing to God that is like I'm not being nice to you just because I'm being nice and I want something I'm being nice because I'm honoring God I'm I'm following God's plan
0: yeah and this last one I really want to I really want to touch on because I think it's really important Um, this idea that we, we can spend a a, a lot of time talking and teaching our kids about dating and sex Um, and and there's going to be those external pressures that we've been talking about. There's going to be parties that they may go to and again if they have a clear mind, a clear conscience about what it looks like to date, that may all well be good, but then if something gets introduced, Hmm. i.e. drugs or alcohol, that idea that that can kind of all be put... What you had said to them can be put to the wayside. Yeah. And then they're not in a clear mind. They're not thinking logically. They're not thinking about what you you, you have you know, expressed and taught them. And just that idea, especially when it comes to relationships, especially when we're talking about girls, that idea that, again, I know what it's like to be a boy. I know what's going through that boy's head. And he has one thing on his mind. Yeah. And he's going to, again, wrong to say, but he's going to do what he can do because that's what he wants to do. Especially
1: if he's dropped in his inhibition.
0: Absolutely. So I think when it comes to dating, yes, it's very very important to to teach uh, about everything we've been talking about the self-control, and not falling into bad behaviors, but we also have to realize that sometimes those bad behaviors, sometimes those you know, those patterns can fall into are not what you're telling them, it's going to be what, you know, yeah. alcohol, or drugs can kind of do to your mind.
1: Yeah, man, I I think it's critical. I know I can specifically and and speak firsthand What alcohol did to my self-control abilities, um, especially pertaining to this area, and the idea that um, it won't mess with you—I'm telling you, you're full of it. Okay, that—that's the the whole purpose of the alcohol uh, is—is to basically let yourself go. Right, yep. to take away some of those inhibitions and, and, and sometimes that can be relaxing and enjoyable but all of a sudden when we bring relationship into it now we're talking about a high high risk activity I don't know the exact statistics so don't hold me to it but I know over the years I've read that over 80% Of sexual encounters with teenagers involve alcohol or drugs. Wow. I mean, you just think about that, you know, and and I can get that. I'd say maybe that percentage is probably even higher. You know, you introduce alcohol and drugs and you're at a party, wow, okay, the inhibitions really change. So I think it's really important that you teach your kids, okay, wait a minute, you know, not only is the alcohol or the drug illegal, here's why it's illegal, (laughs) here's the danger with it.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Hey man, uh, hopefully this was some good stuff that just gets you thinking out there as a strong dad. Uh, This is always uh, a work in progress in terms of raising our kiddos, but I think the assumption thing has to stop. Uh, we don't have any guarantees that how our kids are going to handle this. Um, I don't have any in my own home. And so, um, you know, I could come back on this this mic um, six months from now and say, wow, you know, it didn't <laughs> work out in my house. Um, I, I pray that that's not the case. Yep. Um, and so, but we've got to keep the conversation real and open and honest so that we can help our kids.
0: And the, and the hope is that you know, you have these conversations and start the conversation that when when there is a breakup or things aren't going good, they that conversation has already been started. It, it, yeah. You know, it, you're not late in the game. It, we, we talked about this before, the idea that when it comes to this stuff, we need to prepare early. So that way when the storms do happen, they have something to fall back on to. And they can come and yeah. have that dialogue's already been initiated and already started. So. Yeah,
1: good, good deal. Okay,
0: let's go into our challenge.
1: So our challenge for you strong daddies out there this week. Our challenge is the talk. Oh, boy. i got to have the birds <laughs> yeah. and bees. you got to do the birds and the bees this week, brothers. <laughs> so this week, I honestly do want you to, uh, to challenge yourself to say, you know, what am I doing with this conversation? What am I teaching my kids? What am I modeling to my kids? Be, be aware of it. Um, if you can, involve your spouse in this Absolutely. conversation as well. And, and think about, okay, wh- what's the message that I want to teach my kids? And how am I going about doing it right now? Now um, I, I again I don't care if your kids are four years old. You actually can start teaching them age appropriate. That's right. Age appropriate in terms of how you treat each other, how you treat people, the respect, the honor, all of those things are things that you get a plan around right now. So that is the challenge this week. Let's go and have the talk.
0: For sure, I think it's definitely a a timely message too with with kids going back to school. That those pressures, those external pressures, are going to happen. Great opportunity. Go out there and, and, and let's really start those conversations. Have have the talk. But again. Make sure it's age appropriate. I, ha- I have, yep. you know, a seven and five year old. Your kids are teenagers. So our conversation yep. are going to look completely different. But the message should still be the same. There should still be love, you know, ingrained yep. in those conversations. Yep.
1: All right, very good. So we're going to say thank you to Kramer's Beer House uh, for helping us out today with our being a, one of our proud sponsors. We also want to thank Mansfield Insurance Agency for coming alongside of us and continuing uh, to be uh, back there supporting us and helping us drive our conversation. Speaking of conversation, um, if you feel like you need to have conversation or you need some help in a certain area, please don't hesitate to reach out and, and contact us. You can get me at 812 576 7625 or go on to the rock solid families uh, website which is rocksolidfamilies.org we have all kinds of content up there and different articles that we write and uh, the rock solid radio uh, podcast that my wife and i do so please access do do not be out in the dark on things especially when it comes to your relationship uh, within your family and your relationship with god Kyle, what do you got, brother?
0: Uh, I think it's, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I'm sitting out soaking up some rays. You're a loser. You're a loser, man. (laughs) Go out there and be some strong dad, guys.
1: Hey, this is Merle Hutchinson from Strong Dads. Strong Dads wants to thank Mansfield Insurance Agency in Bright, Indiana for sponsoring today's Strong Dads podcast. Established in 1981, the Mansfield Insurance Agency has been dedicated to the individuals and businesses in Bright, Indiana, serving clients throughout Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky.